podcast. Don't you know that it's insane? Don't you want to get out of Cape Cod? Out of Cape Cod tonight. Podcast. Mystic Seaport is that way. Don't you know that your life would be lost? Out of Cape Cod tonight. Welcome to Rotten Potatoes, the podcast that's run by Cook Street Productions. We're from Denver. What you just heard was the last time you will ever hear the song Tobacco Stretch Your Face, because we're retiring it as our theme song. Oh. Dun, dun. Yeah. Well, you'll hear it at the end of this podcast, too. But and you'll hear it on HBO a lot. Anytime you watch yeah. Silicon Valley. Yes. Thanks to the HBO show Silicon Valley which took our theme. So it wasn't on the second episode, or what was it? It was used throughout the episode, but not as the theme song. It, you, even they, when they did the they credits. They used it to, like, like connect scenes. Yeah. yeah. So it was used three or four times. Yeah, used more. Yeah. Either way, they're branding themselves with it after we tried to do it, so we're moving on. Yeah. We'll see if they have as much luck as we did. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of a yeah, curse. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck getting the second season. It's very strange. But we never paid for it. Yeah. Right. And we don't own the song. Yeah. Right. I'm sure Mikey Judge forked over some quiche. Yeah. Yeah. So what we're going to do instead uh, from now on on these podcasts is begin and end them with just a song that we don't have the rights to that we like. Just a little way to spread a some love. A new one each time? Yeah. Why not? Let's yeah. do that. We'll put, the, we'll put the band and song information in the iTunes info. Because what's better than paying for music is convincing other people to listen to people. And download it. Yeah. Right. Go to shows. Yeah. That's where they make their money. Download merch. Anyway, my name is Justin, and I'll be your host tonight. Um, let's go around the table and uh, just tell me your first name, and then tell us uh, your last name, but the one that you <laughs> wish that you had. Huh. Can't Ooh. do the same one. You can't have to cop out. Okay. My name is Evan. Evan Slade. <laughs> we all saw that coming. <laughs> Slade. Huh? It's also you a You went verb. for a nerdy one, huh? It's also a <laughs> verb. It's a verb. Like, Evan Slade last night. Oh, that's yeah. pretty good. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, like, that could work in a few different ways. Like, you slayed the night. Yeah, like, I had a good set. Right. Stand up. Or vagina. <laughs> slayed it. Slaying. Um... My name's Travis, and um, I, I guess Travis, Travis Nate. <laughs> and, but hear me out, because because I just think it's a very tall, um, beardy name. I feel like women might like me more. I don't know. What about you, Nate? <laughs> well, that's no, weird. Nope. Well, that's a little awkward. No, nope. no pressure. Um, I was gonna also go slain. Nathan Nate. So, Nathan uh, Nate. <laughs> I was gonna go. Um, Thank you for the only one that played. I know. No, two, two cop outs for one. Not done yet. I, th- I think like a long, mm. official sounding name, like an old English name, would be good. Chamberlain, August Chamberlain, Nate Chamberlain. Oh, was that why? I <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What else? Like, Hassan Pfeffer. Like Houndsborough. Ooh, Ooh Houndsborough. Strong. That sounds like Hansborough, though. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like hounds in there. Yeah. Or at least the Houndsborough. Houndstooth. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> we certainly shouldn't talk about this anymore. <laughs> I'll be your host, Justin Egypt. So, as always, we'll be betting on the Rotten Tomato score for a movie that's in theaters right now. However... Whoever, depending on what word you're reading from a script you wrote, 
<laughs> Whoever is furthest away from this actual score will be forced to see the movie alone, uh, which is something I just did because I lost brutally last time on Noah, which was a 76, I think, on Rotten mm -hmm. Tomatoes, and I guessed 37 points lower. Yeah. 39. Mm -hmm. Really going to throw off your, your scores for the season. It is. I'm not Point happy about it. Um, standard deviation. To be fair, in my defense, it, it is, it is it, 76 is right on, mm -hmm. but like, it's also, that's the best a Bible movie could be. <laughs> yeah. Like, it still is the best version I can imagine of any Bible story right. for me. That's the ceiling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So... <laughs> Being skeptical of how they're going to handle everything, <laughs> yeah. I think was 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 fair. Um, but it was really good. The visuals are stupid. Oh, yeah, gosh. they're stupid. I saw. I didn't see it in IMAX, but I mean, I would think that it's kind. Of, it'll still be good on on Blu-ray, but it's insane. Were you high? It's very. I still am high. Okay. That's how <laughs> that's how fresh I've seen this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it basically the first half hour was me coming to terms with the fact that. It's a religious story, and I don't know that much about the Bible. I don't know what was, like, from it and what was just his, yeah. like, being allegorical about things. But basically, there's walking, talking rock giants. That, what? Yeah. Spoiler. Yeah, so I guess they are angels, because when they die, they kind of shoot up with, like, weird wing-like things, and it's, they used to, they're the watchers. They're, they're, they were sent I by God to watch men. I think you saw Neverending Story. <laughs> maybe, maybe. It went on forever. <laughs> but that was a big problem to feel like I was watching Lord of the Rings instead of... Did you the, say there were rock monsters? Yeah, yeah. For, they're, they're not talked. monsters. They're, well, they, they begin as monsters. Yeah, they talk. They talk to Noah. They, yeah. I mean, because this is the thing. Is like the, the last half hour of the movie is... Like you were saying, people were upset that Noah was portrayed as a man. Mm-hmm. And they definitely hit that hard in the final act of just now it's about you know the good the decisions that we make every single day to be good or evil, and Noah basically needing to not kill his family because that's what he thought he needed to do. Mm. So it's just that's that's the last half hour is just whether or not they're going to survive as a family even though they they're on the ark and they're on the, the waters basically. Now was Nate right when he said that it wasn't? Humanity that was taken out of the it was just the town. Well, <laughs> I mean, the blood of the town. <laughs> it, they don't really. So they say this was happening in the east. Mm. So depending <laughs> on which way you're looking, so, okay. it's the whole world. Okay. <laughs> Middle East. Yeah, maybe Jerusalem. that's saying something. Although they're all white and talk British, so it right. yeah. <laughs> but, it's British. But yeah, I mean, they they did address like the big thing is addressing how we're going to procreate without incest. To be fair, I mean, they broached that. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, I mean, not... Here's like your, your panther orgy or whatever you were talking about. Like, Noah's got three sons, and then Emma Watson they pick up as another family's... She's a hurt, oh. hurt girl. Nice And he up. saves yeah. her. Yeah. But she's stabbed in a place oh, yeah. where Jennifer Connelly, within minutes of diagnosing her, she'll never have children. Right. <laughs> so that's a problem. That's kind of a shock. And then so they're trying gonna to... The, yeah. It's just going to be an Oedipal thing. Right, yeah. And then they're trying to find some other girls for the guys, and then Noah's like, never mind, we're all fucked anyway. We're just saving every, all the rest of life. We're being punished because we are man just like everyone else is. We're not, any, right. we're not special. Right. Um, and then Anthony Hopkins is involved in some magic touching of fingers and stuff like that. But regardless, it's, it's probably going to be okay. 
But it does really deal with, like for a religious movie, I think that's what I would want the most is anything that's philosophical in nature, which is just like good versus evil, love versus hate, like not becoming, you know, being merciful or making tough decisions. Was but An the rock monsters. <laughs> yeah. Was Anthony Hopkins annoying? No, he's their, he's Noah's grandfather and lives in a pit. That like or like lives up in the mountains above where they're building the ark, mm. but doesn't is has no is not going to be on the ark. He's yeah. just an old man yeah. that appears. How much of it is on the ark? Like once the flood came, like once there's water, not I, it's, much, right? I, it's hard to say. No, a lot's on the ark. Like basically, it's cool. It's Aronofsky's great. It's really good the way Noah reads signs and reads visions as what he needs to do. God does not say anything to him. Okay. He's just having weird nightmares, basically, and deciding, this is what I have to do, it's my duty, no one has to understand. But, really good, you should see it in the theater. Uh, I didn't write a whole lot besides the... Oh, so the army of rock giants is what defends the Ark from this... What's his name? Whoever the villain is. Oh, He's yeah. got army Ray of Winston. all other men. Right. In the town slash the world yeah. that are evil and like to kill and are trying to get Noah's oh, son to go evil too because uh, it's natural. They probably rape a they lot. Flash, too, right? They flash. Well, they didn't show any rape, huh? But well. they like it's cool. He flashes the snake and the apple a lot. Like he covers the entire story of the Bible and the universe up to that point. So it's cool. Wow. A lot of time lapses. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but they're gonna storm the ark because they want on, and the rock giants who are angels defend it and like that's where it just falls I don't know what to do with that is that in the bible I don't know what yeah. I would like to after this podcast if look there it was up only like, a way what's up with those rock autocomplete giants yeah. in Noah yeah. well why don't we just all check into a hotel that's the only way we can get our hands on a bible uh, yeah. there's never a bible anywhere else that's fair it's also a piece of vegetarian propaganda which is interesting um, hmm. really well they don't like the evil the evil guys all eat Meat from the animals, mm -hmm. and no one in his family do not. Interesting. They wouldn't have survived yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in that day and age, that just day on day vegetables. Day. Yeah. I mean, it's important for the themes of the movie and stuff, which is not like in the first line of the movie is, you know, Noah's son's taking a flower out of the ground. He's like, don't do that. Everything's here for a purpose. And mm -hmm. so they eat cliff bars or what? That's um, a lot of how do you eat your protein? Yeah. yeah. Protein. Protein. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there were not a lot of gay characters, I noticed. <laughs> I mean, to speak nothing of how huh, they're going to survive. I thought you said his family was vegetarian. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Hey, let's call it off. Let's call it off. No recap. Done. Cook Street Fan Mail. All right, this week in Cook Street Fan Mail, we are going to be fielding a question from Jules from Ithaca, New York. Hmm. Uh, this might be my favorite question I think we've ever gotten, actually. Um, the question is, which movie scene do you wish you had written? And in my head, I didn't read the word movie all that exclusively. Okay. <laughs> so okay. I brought up some other stuff. Um this was, how'd you guys fare with this? Was it easy? To, I mean, do you just think about scenes that you like and then reverse engineer of, was the writing good in it? <laughs> yeah. Really? This was tough. It was tough for me to think of specific scenes that I wanted to write. At first I was harping too much on the writing. Right. Yeah. But then you kind of, I mean, even a scene without exchanging words, it's written and it can be written amazingly. 
Mm-hmm. So well, I ended a, up just kind of opening it. Up. Well, it's a weird yeah. thing to like. Do you when, when you hear a song, do you ever think, "Oh, I wish I'd written that"? Yeah, because yeah. It, that's what I was gonna say for lyrics. I was thinking about Aesop Rock a lot. Right. This question. Well, but, what's you, weird about it is there's things that I think are. This happens with songs a lot in movies too, for sure. Like I guess uh, Paul Thomas Anderson stuck out for yeah. this question to me, but it's not. He's not going to be an answer I have because. I would never write something like that. So, like, I gravitated towards things that I think you know, plausible. Like, yeah. yeah, like, like, like more, like I don't know. That's you why, know, like, Bright around. Eyes for me, yeah. like Connor Oberst is somebody who, like, the the type of music he writes feels accessible. Like, you could do it, except for you're not because you're not as. But did genius. you do comedy? No, I ended up not doing. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I had the same answer from the very beginning. Yeah. So. Because I kind of had a. Not the opposite, but yeah, I, I chose things that I didn't think I could write. Mm-hmm. I chose things that I mean. yeah. are reflecting of my blind spots as a writer. Yeah. Tyler Perry. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's actually kind of where I ended up, too. You know what's interesting is I, I, I thought for a while about The Dark Knight. Oh, um, yeah. Because, like, the yeah, hospital scene and, yeah. like, the scene, the, interview at the, the end, pencil yeah, thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. all of those things, but it's not the writing. The writing in that movie kind of sucks. It's true if it wasn't Heath Ledger, how good yeah. like right. these people would eat each other. Yeah. Right. He's good. Yeah, he's just he's just <laughs> but really good. The way it's put together as a script, like if you imagine the index cards of like I've just never seen a cat and mouse movie like that. No. And like the the body being flung to the mayor's window when he's right. like having the speech and it's yeah. with Batman. Like that guy was but like, like, Oh god, never mind, there's no time to breathe. <laughs> right. What's Joker doing next? Yeah. But like the hospital thing with with yeah. Two Face where he's you know, it's like I'm an agent of chaos. Right, right. Like that whole stuff, like it's all really cool, but it just wouldn't the way it looks and he and loves the acting, it. Yeah. Right. yeah. So it, it is an interesting kind of thought exercise. That's yeah, a, it was tough. That's a fair point. Um, I wonder if that's any... One, one of mine is... Um, I'll start with the most boring. It's A Few Good Men Yeah, ending. the speech. The speech, yeah. That whole scene, that whole final courtroom yeah. scene. But I don't think that... I mean, Nicholson's great. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's a that's a really well-written... Oh, yeah. For, yeah. for a movie yeah. that's relying on dialogue the whole time, it has to be strong. Right. Like, how many people will know those lines? Yeah. I wonder if that's in the book. That's a book. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I wonder if that's, like, taken from the book. I, there's no way, I would say, based on Aaron Sorkin and what he does. Like, he just doesn't... He writes the way we want everyone to talk. Yeah. <laughs> which is smart. Which is why Aaron Sorkin was my other answer, also, for Social Network. I almost did Social yeah. Network. Social Network, I'm quickly learning, is, I think, one of my favorite yeah, movies. It's pretty Not as my favorite, what scene? but, like... Well, that's the thing, is the yeah. opening in the bar yeah. is great. Right. Um, I like the scene where he's with Eduardo and he wants to monetize it and he's like, fashion's never finished. It's like fashion. Yeah. Like, what do you mean fashion's never finished? It won't be finished. It's not done. Uh, the one I really like is where they first meet Sean Parker um, in yeah. the restaurant. And, like, it's just a back and forth. You know, it's tough with this movie because it's intercut with the trial hearing, the proceedings, uh-huh. the, yeah, the, the depositions or yeah. whatever. Um, but the first time Eduardo and Sean Parker meet, it's very contentious and quick. And this is what Sorkin does and what I, I never know how to do is how do you write two characters that are both smart and you understand the perspective of each time they say something. It's just a sword fight. Right. And yeah. it's like, you know, he says, oh, I brought down the record companies. And, uh, you know, Eduardo's like, oh, you didn't bring down the record companies. They won. He's like, in court. Hey, Eduardo, can I, do you want to buy a Tower Records? Right. And then, you know, he says, I've heard a lot about you. And, and Sean Parker goes, you know what I've heard about you? Nothing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like it's just a, it's an absolute. Will fuck. Yeah. yeah. 
And uh, stuff like that, I think, is, I mean, people remember for the, the clean Facebook and the million dollars isn't cool. You know, it is cool, a billion dollars. But yeah. that thing's got a lot of things you remember. And he's, was, the, was the fashion never finished thing, was that the first time you'd heard that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I'm, like, that's a, that's a thing I've heard before, and mm -hmm. I remember being surprised that Sorkin used it. Right. It's kind of interesting. Well, he's introducing it to a new audience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And it's used as an analogy, too. Right. Which has never yeah. been used for the internet, probably. A site. Right, right, yeah, yeah. It's a perfect application right. of an old expression. <laughs> it's, it's weird though, because that's another one where like the the way that movie has such a pace to it, um, and like the, the soundtracks with the Nine Inch Nails soundtrack and yeah. everything, uh, that it's definitely incredibly well written and well thought out. But there isn't a specific scene other than the first one that really stands out to me aside from the rest of it. I, yeah, I just think it's top to. You're right. Probably scene by scene, maybe top to bottom though. It's yeah, so, that's like, and that's that's not a fault of it. It's because the entire thing is like perfectly realized. Yeah, for that movie to be as entertaining and kind of almost suspenseful and yeah, creepy yeah, as it is, right. like that's it's, you're just talking about a fucking so stupid snobby nerd that got. No, no. Yeah, yeah. How money. did that not win? That's crazy. Well, yeah, well, we're gonna regret King's Speech. King's yeah, speech. that's. Can it. they already get a do-over on that? Yeah, it's yeah, so dumb. That's crazy. So yeah, Aaron Sorkin, I'll put above pretty much. Uh, he's he's good. What'd you guys get? Go ahead, Ev. Okay, I had so much trouble that I came up with nothing good, but <laughs> I went very safe. <laughs> Anyone want to guess? Safe house. Uh, <laughs> safety net. No. I thought of a couple scenes from this movie that Forrest would Gump. qualify. No. Safe. You say fucking newsies. <laughs> <No. laughs> I mean, what do you? Eternal Sunshine. It won best screenplay. Good one. Right? There it is. Good one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a great um, one. Yeah, I mean, there's two good men. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a bunch. I mean, a bunch of scenes stood out, but probably the one that will always give me shivers is them on the bench. Yeah. yeah. Um, where he talks about. Where yeah. the it's really just the it's, it's mostly just the uh, it's a speech by it's Williams. a speech by Williams yeah. yeah is where he says if you if I ask you about art you yeah. know you you could tell me you can't tell about me about the Sistine Chapel right. Like <laughs> right which is very uppity and hard to <laughs> really get behind but it's, no it's fucking great and it's, it's really also great in the sound. public gardens like it looks nice yeah yeah, yeah. everything yeah. yeah um I so I don't know if this is a cop out or not um cop can out. I. <laughs> I knew about I, I knew I was going to say this from the moment I saw the question um, so it's No Country for Old Men mm -hmm. um, which is written by my favorite author yeah. and this is pulled direct obviously the Coen brothers did the screenplay but it's written by um, you know Cormac McCarthy and this part is how the book ended but it's the last the last thing nice and it's so it's him and this is why I this is why I love it so much. And it's it's very much the Coen brothers, and it's very much Cormac McCarthy, and having Tom, Tommy Lee Jones is just kind of the perfect mouthpiece for both of them. Um, but he's sitting there, and he's talking about this dream. He had a, you know, he's retired now, and so his wife asks him how he slept, and he said, I had weird dreams. And she said, anything interesting? And he says, uh, it's always interesting to the, you know, the party. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um and Something monotone and southern. Right. <laughs> so then she says, uh, you know, tell me about it. I won't judge or something like that. Anyway, then he goes into the two dreams he had. The first one he just dismisses immediately, which is really interesting. Um, he just said it was something about my dad. Or both dreams were about my dad. First one was I was meeting him in town or something and to give me money, and I think I lost it. And the second one, and it's this dream where 
he said, like, back in old times, which obviously for this movie, <laughs> you know, is significant, but he said him and his dad were riding um, through the desert, and it's really cold out, and he said something about how you know, I, I'm older now than my dad ever grew to be, so in, in a weird way, I'm the older man. Um, but the basically where it ends is he says um, his dad like rode his horse past him put his head down and just kept going and he saw like he's gonna build this fire and he just had this sense that he knew that whenever he got there his dad was gonna be ready like with a fire built and everything and that's how and, the book ends yeah and it's it's so tasteful and it's yeah. I mean th th that the reason I think I mean it's it's maybe my favorite book or one of my favorite books but the reason it works so well in the movie is that it's it's barely about this character yeah. Um, but it's the him participating in this world he doesn't understand anymore. And so to like they made the decision in that movie to kill the kind of lead character, yeah. um, the Josh Brolin character, right, off screen. You know, they get there and yeah. he's already dead. They yeah. don't show any of it. Just like life. Right. <laughs> and so like I don't know, it was just so tasteful and like they didn't distract you by doing a lot of camera movement or anything. Yeah. Him telling this is just a really great delivery yeah. of him telling the story and then it ends. It's interesting because that's kind of, I feel like that's a high degree of difficulty. If I said, yeah, I finished my book and I'm ending it on a description of a dream, right. you'd be like, ugh, that is risky, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think he ends it with, and then I woke up. Right, yeah. Uh, it's just, if it wasn't Cormac McCarthy, you would... I'm glad it. it's in the movie because that, that's yeah. really ballsy to yeah. put that in. Yeah. It's fair. All right, cool. Yeah. Really. <laughs> Yeah, Leads not, into my funny. Nicely. I thought you might say in Bruges. Yeah, yeah but what scene? The, the scene, the park the, bench. No, the scene in the uh, when when Brendan Gleeson's character finds out he has to kill Colin. Oh, that's oh, great. Man. But it's a lot great. of that's acting, and because it's one yeah. take, and it's like, but it's you know, oh, he didn't like it that much, and then he said, he's like, what's not? To, I don't think it's a fucking fairy tale. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He's like, no, he said like, I feel like I'm in a dream, but I'm a, but I'm awake. He's like. Tell me that part again. Yeah. <laughs> what did he say about that? He says like you're two like you're two bitch brats. What he's talking yeah. about his kids. He was like, why'd you say that about my yeah. kids? It's a really good. Yeah, it's it's really well written. It raises the tension without sounding like it that couldn't happen in normal life. Right. Like, it's very grounded. Yeah. Thing. But a lot of that is the way they did it. Probably. I hope. Did you say comedy? I have a couple comedy. Good. I have like yeah, me too. Five, but it's really three. Um. <laughs> The first one is Clark Brothers. Yeah, yeah. No, the first one is like, I, it's kind. It's really, it's really funny, and it's kind of like a music video, which is what I always end up envisioning when I'm writing scenes in my head. Um, but Wet Hot American Summer, the trip to town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, there's not great. even really any words. Right. Um, yeah. But like, just writing the scenes. That scene and, yeah. It's yeah. amazing. I was trying to think. The other, the drug I house. thought the other day about that scene and wondering, like, at the time when I saw it, I remember thinking, like, well, yeah, I guess you could do that. I guess you could do that could joke, but I have that, never yeah. seen it. Right. Yeah, I've never yeah. seen a movie have the balls to, to just throw away the last two minutes of footage on one joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It yeah. worked out. That movie's... Yeah, I'm sure that had, was improv, so you're right. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. They knew ahead of time. Right. Yeah. Um, the other one is maybe kind of dumb, but I just I love it every time I see it. It's... Old school when he gets the dart in his neck. Dude, that seems really great. I know, like, it's so cliche at this point, but, like, when we first saw it, oh, yeah, absolutely. it was so fucking amazing. And, like, he gets shot in the neck, and then they play Hello, 
<laughs> like that when he falls yeah. in the water. That whole scene is the most pushing the kids. And just to write way. that and just the plan B to well, be Will, Will Ferrell's gonna get stung yeah. in the neck with a dart. And you're <laughs> gonna you're gonna modify his voice because it's in slow motion. Right, right. It's, right. It's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you're not worried. Yeah. I don't know how much of it was even Will Ferrell writing yeah. it on the spot. Like yeah. you're I love you, man, but yeah. you're crazy. Um but anyway, then um Basically, three different scenes in Inglorious. Inglorious yeah. is awesome, yeah. this, but the yeah. entire opening where they're under the. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And Jesus, they're having yeah. a heated yeah. conversation yeah. in French, and he's yeah. like, Do you understand English? Then he talks. That's an insane that's, 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 that's a really good answer. And it's yeah. interesting that no one said Tarantino. Yeah, I did, forgot to think about it, but well, yeah. the other, you got to. Yeah, the other yeah. super tense scene, the basement scene, the Traglaza. Oh my God. Yeah. That scene yeah. is fucking amazing. Yeah. yeah. And then he actually, the fact that he wrote such a funny scene when he. He's meeting the Italians. <laughs> They're saying yeah, their yeah. name. Dominic the Coco. Yeah, Dominic the Coco. Let me back the music in it. Right. right. That's, so, that's so good. Antonio Magari. <laughs> Perfecto. It's true that like whenever in any if it wasn't what you have written but just what are your favorite scenes? Yeah, I bet yeah. Tarantino would have a lot in those too. It's yeah, it's well, that, a scene heavy guy. It's really true that the that first basement scene or both basement right. scenes I guess those are yeah. two of the like most tense scenes yeah. I've ever seen. In and it started and I, a movie. It started yeah. the movie. Yeah, and that's <laughs> why I think that's why it's great acting it. too. Yeah, Christoph, yeah, he's so good. I think that's why I chose it as what I would hope to write is because I have I feel like I have about zero patience when I'm writing in terms of like. Like the way those things Pacing. are spaced out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. I just don't think it's I can incredible. do it, but I would yeah. love to someday be able to right. yeah. Yeah. just build it. Well, I did yeah. actually have one other that I would like to rewrite. Oh, oh I, I like think that. it's in a good movie. So, Casino Royale. It's a pretty good movie, right? Yeah. 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 It was fun. The fucking card scene. Oh, yeah. yeah it's just because the poker's so stupid. It's, it's un- the biggest. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's like. It's, yeah. <laughs> a full house loses to a high full house. Loses to four of a kind. Loses to yeah. a straight flush. How is for there 10 no, million euros. Yeah. How is there no, like, poker advisor <laughs> who is like, um, guys? Yeah. That's this is crazy. insane. Yeah. Maverick. No. Maverick made a worse mistake, which I know Casino Royale probably had a bigger budget and shouldn't have made the mistake. Because Maverick had three handed. Okay. Four of a kind. Yeah. Lost to a straight flush. Lost to a royal. Lost to a royal flush. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god! Essentially, what happened in the, in yeah. the casino? It's crazy. A royal, a straight flush beating whatever. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's Maverick's not, a fun movie. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. And like yeah. casinos, it yeah, it seemed like they were keeping the yeah. poker playing as kind of a legit thing. Like right. I'm sure poker players saw. You know what's just, yeah. you know what's funny about that is that this always bothers me watching um, James Bond movies. Is the martini he orders? Yeah. Um, first of all, it's Gordon's gin. Gordon's gin, it's an English gin, but it's like $12. It's it's not a good gin. And shaken, not stirred. Like, you stir it because that's a way of making sure that the ice doesn't melt as much. So you never say shaken, not stirred. You'd say stirred, not shaken. So it's this ridiculous martini that makes him sound like he knows what he's talking about and he doesn't. What a pussy. Cook Street Fan Mail. And on to the main event, <laughs> draft day. Oh, yeah! Why? Why are we doing this? This is the first one, I think, where I felt real guilt as the host of, I think we should just do draft day, guys. Yeah. I don't probably don't have to see it. Yeah. You know what that but means? But I feel bad. Someone's going to smack Someone's it. Smack it. I mean, smack is I much I, I much prefer that than me losing by myself, yeah, obviously. Why? There's a range on this one that makes it hot, hard to smack. Sure. Why is this coming out? Because the draft's coming out. Not for a month. Yeah. Bullet point number one. There you go. Why What's is this coming about? out? <laughs> huh. 
Like, yeah. even if it was the, like, it would make more sense if it was the draft, but wouldn't it make the most sense if it was football coming season. out in the fall, like, during football season or before football season? Yeah, well, that's the problem with the NFL draft in general, is that it asks it's, you it's to care for three days right. when there's a six month, right in the middle of the six-month yeah, the NBA, the NBA does it kind of perfectly. Yeah, they do. Or, yeah. and even baseball, like, they do it during the season. Yeah, no, but no one. Like baseball but, draft? Well, that's no not one. Well, there's compare, 25 compare, no rookies. People. No rookies played in the in the major leagues in their first season. Yeah, yeah. and no, comparatively, the media coverage. Yeah, yeah, of course. nothing on it. Obviously, there's also like 75 rounds or something there's crazy. A lot of rounds. <laughs> well, that's and it's moved. all high school kids. No one's no heard one's of. heard of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the NFL draft. It used to be mid-April, which is why I thought it was coming out April 11th, but now it's May 8th. Oh. so that's even more surprising. Yeah, that they are trying to put it out a month before. I think. And, you know, the NFL has made it a prime time, the first round, I think, yeah. uh, like really? a Thursday night event rather than starting Saturday. Right. They do the first round, on, yeah. Which is crazy because it's 15 minutes in between yeah. the rounds. Who's so. watching the NFL draft? Yeah. And in turn, who's watching this movie? <laughs> yeah. Who is their audience? Well, and I mean, you know, it, it does make sense kind of as a premise for a movie, I guess, just because, like, it, I'm sure the 15 minutes that they're on the clock Unveil, you know, are real time, yeah. and that's the you're working to that. Like it, it yeah. exists in like a, a two month period, maybe even less. So it's nice and contained. I think it makes total sense why they yeah. made it. I mean, if fantasy football has become like people wanting to play that role, that's become as big as football is. Yes. So like I understand why they did it. It just is gonna suck. And with Kevin Costner at the top of his game, right? Mm-hmm. Just doling out the hits. Yeah, well, I guess that's kind of why I thought this might be an interesting movie to talk about is because we all have experience with following sports closely. But now that we are hitting our 30 stride, we are paying less and less attention. Slowing down. As you should. I don't, yeah. I haven't seen SportsCenter in a good decade. Well, yeah, me neither. <laughs> me neither. Why would, just... why would anyone watch SportsCenter right. now? Right, right. Like, before it was like, when what you, get, you When you can get on-demand highlights yeah. for any game. On your computer, yeah. I guess that's what's strange is that because the way we consume all entertainment is changing, and like, you know, very some movies just get huge, and that's mostly based on worldwide grosses. But there's not a lot of small movies. Like, there's no middle class in movies anymore. TV's, you know, constantly called a niche kind of thing, and even music, musicians have to play festivals, <laughs> and then there's three songs that they get big on YouTube mm-hmm. a yeah. year. But Sports is growing in popularity, and there aren't niche sports. Like soccer is growing in popularity, but that means other things are going down. Yeah, but that's not the NFL has set ratings records for the Super Bowl the last five years. Right, but it is interesting that like the whole thing about there not being mid-level movies anymore. This feels like it is one, um, but and I think the reason for that is because is this movie going to do well overseas? So no. because that's yeah. that's the whole re- like they're making you know three hundred million dollar movies now because they can make yeah. right six yeah. billion dollars. Yeah, there's worldwide. no way this. So there's no tickets. way. The budget on this was twenty million. Okay. Wow. So that is like a very movie small. Then. Yeah. Um, it finished fourth this past weekend. It's opening weekend with a nine million opener. So what is out too? Not. I mean, Captain America. Noah. Uh, Oculus got more. It's a horror movie, I think, that, that debuted at three. And that. then Rio 2. So, I mean, yeah, a comic book and an animated sequel. Right. So you're right. This, the, there isn't much of a ceiling box. What? How could this be an amazing movie? Right. <laughs> or at least a phenomenal, like a phenomenon across culture. Right. But they know people will see it because the NFL has a silly hold on the American attention span. 
Um, the NFL, they did a poll of what Americans' favorite sport is. NFL has won for 30 straight years. Wow. The percentage of the NFL, Nate, guess it up, that said it was their favorite sport. Percentage Americans of? Americans of uh, percentage of Americans that said NFL is their favorite sport. Mm. It includes college. 65. 35. Oh. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's surprising. That seems low. The next sport is 14. What do you think that is? Basketball. Baseball. Baseball. Yeah. College football is third. What? Oh, you said that wasn't part. At 11. Yes, it was. Yeah. College football is third with 11%. So football, in general, accounts for almost half. Wow. Uh, auto racing is fourth. Yeah. Really? At 11%. Yeah. Uh, men's pro basketball, seven. Hockey, six. Men's college basketball, three. And then the country club sports or whatever. I don't know. Tennis, golf. Yeah. Uh, it's college interesting. curling is 11. What's it's interesting college football. is yeah. uh, I read a demographic breakdown of like who you know is voting for this, and the NFL basically owns all rural areas of the East Coast, especially. Okay. So like if you just think Pennsylvania's and the, the yeah. Northeast and just all those AFC Central yeah. <laughs> areas, yeah. it's king. Uh, if you're a baseball fan, you are not African American, and you more than likely are not make hundred k a year. Not a lot of under forties. Yeah, no. Yeah. So yes, that's gonna be that's gonna skew the numbers even more. White people with those, means when those people start dying off. <laughs> yeah, it will. Um, and then the college football, the South, obviously owns it, and uh, those with a high school education. High school education or less gravitate towards auto racing. Really? <laughs> that is shocking. Yeah. <laughs> Watch the car in circles. It's going in a circle. <laughs> it might explode. <laughs> we can drink what is in the, the stands <laughs> on the track. Those with in a, the car. Those with a, a wizard degree are Quidditch, right? Yeah. <laughs> Mostly. Yeah. Mostly. Mostly. Not all. Yeah. yeah. Either way, the the NFL is making. Um, as much money as all of the other sports combined. So that's a pretty impressive... And they have the fewest games by far. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's weird that... I guess it's weird that, like I was saying, that the, it just gets bigger while it seems like what we want to consume gets a little bit smaller. Um, that, you know, like you said, fantasy football is bigger. More people gamble every year. Uh, yeah. Actually, I have a question about this because I want to place myself mm -hmm. in the in the U.S. here in this percentage breakdown. I would say football. I would say yeah. the NFL. But that's just because of gambling. I want to know how big it is. I mean, I know people gamble on other sports, but just, like, it's not the same. We right. can all agree that gambling There's on any other sport is 14, not the same. 14, 15 games a week. You They're can all the same time, them all together. Same place, yeah, time, like, yeah. yeah, you know where to be, when to be there. Do you think and that also, has yeah. a large effect on it? Or is yeah. it just... Like, and how large is it? I like? don't know, because we all gamble on sports, and right. I, you might be the only one that says pro football. Yeah. And would you guys sacrifice your Red Sox and Blue Devils fandom for a sport that you care more about in general? Like, mine's the NBA, obviously, but I don't have any allegiance oh, to a right. team. If, if you could have one sport the rest of your life, would you have to do baseball just because you care the most about the Red Sox? No, I, the NBA is my favorite sport now. Yeah. But, for entertainment, um, yeah. Yeah, it, I, I would be... Yeah, but... That's tough. tough. Yeah, yeah. That's tough. you have to get rid of one. Yeah. Right. I think for entertainment, I'd have to go NFL. But if I lose Duke, the fandom of Duke, I wouldn't have any passion towards any sport that right. anymore. Welcome to our <laughs> world. Right. And I don't know if yeah. I like that. I, 
I also wonder if, like, you know, the, the whole group dynamic thing, like the fact that it is America's Sunday, favorite thing and on Sunday night most people are watching games, it's on in every bar, Monday night, same thing. Yeah. Like, you're just you're part of the group if you love football. Yeah, but it's also <laughs> littered with the most controversial right. like, aspects of our society. Like, the concussion issue yeah. and the... NFL players getting arrested yeah. is the biggest problem in any sport. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Fuck steroids, fuck uh, NBA ref gambled once. Right. <laughs> Either way, we are all slaves to the NFL, and I guess that's what makes this movie interesting, is this is seems like a huge advertisement. Yeah. Well, so... Roger Goodell's in it five or six times. Wow. Obviously. I mean, he's, he's, everything is licensed. Yeah, well, so he, that's he, the big he's thing. A Brown, he's a Browns exec. Yeah, so right, if yeah. this movie was any given Sunday style and they didn't use like actual NFL, teams, right. would we? Would anyone see it? Well, that's, no. that's, and how the how did any given Sunday get away with that? Why did they do that? Why did get they away pay with for it? it? Oh, I think so because expensive. it was a it existed in a heightened reality too. Like it was the XFL. A little the bit. NFL the points he was trying to make. Right. You need the NFL uh, wouldn't allow that. Right. I'm sure they wouldn't. Have, they would have wanted final cut on the movie. They have final cut on this movie. Right. I guarantee. Well, but yeah. you think they know like exactly with, how they're going to be portrayed? You think with Jerry Maguire, it was like they had influence over yeah. the way it was shown? No, but because there's a big injury that. Yeah, that's true, but not like a an yeah. eye popping. He out. got up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, more, out. the more I think about any given Sunday, them injecting the people it. and putting them back in the game, like, yeah. yeah, any given Sunday is crazy. Yeah, the more I thought about kind of talking about sports movies and this being a completely licensed, sponsored one, yeah. is that's it's weird. We kind of got really struck. We got spoiled. Yeah, we got spoiled <laughs> in the '90s though. Uh, with uh, I mean, the sports basketball. movies we grew up with were yeah. Rookie of the Year, Little Big Little League. Big League. Yeah. Eddie might be my favorite Angels movie because yeah. that's the, the only thing that has the NBA teams yeah. in it. Yeah. Angels in the outfield. Angels in the outfield. Major sure. League. Uh, baseball yeah. is very cool. Major League surprising. Yeah. Because it's not yeah. one of those puff children's movies where yeah. they're not worried about it. Like, there's some debauchery. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, the Indians. But, I mean, even recently there's uh, 42. Um, mm. There's Moneyball. There's Invincible, Mark Wahlberg. That was an. I mean, they, yeah. it seems like they've been getting it more and more. But it, it is interesting. Does it affect your enjoyment? I don't know if this affects critic scores, right. but the if it's in a, if it's in a yeah. fake world or yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. It does. absolutely. Right. Like if Moneyball was a recreation of what no. the A's did in a fake major league baseball right. setting. No, yeah, there's no way. The, like where they didn't have the right names even. Like, if you're gonna make yeah. a sports movie, you have to pay for. Or work with whatever league it is, because otherwise it's just yeah. It's so annoying when you see like a plain jersey with a like a obscure yeah. logo yeah. that means nothing to you. Right. I automatically dismiss it. It's I even hate that in commercials. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah absolutely. Course they can't wear use it. So they use the same colors, but it's just like a blank right. jersey. Yeah. Even no sometimes logo. with players. Yeah, with the players. Yeah, yeah. yeah Chauncey, players. it'll be like Chauncey right. Billups, and it'll just be a, a blue jersey right. with his number. <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> But, so, like, the four of us follow sports probably more than most people our age. Um, I, I and, and we also obviously love movies a lot. I don't like, like, very many sports movies. No. Here's, here's the... Here's you haven't named it. I mean, the ones from our childhood still yeah. stick out, but that's... But you wouldn't like them now. Like Rookie, right. like rookie of the Year. More a little big league, but yeah. But this is yeah. the thing. So I looked at a list of 100 best sports movies ever. Yeah. Ever. And I realized good classics, Rudy. I realized that Hoosiers. yeah, Rudy's one. I realized that most of them have nothing to do with professional sports. Right, right. And it's high school sports. Yeah, it's high yeah. school. It's remember the Titans. It's varsity Hoosiers. blues, Hoosiers. And if it's basketball, it's on the street. Right. It's above mm, the rim. Or it's white man can't jump. Or he got game. Yeah. Even baseball, even though they've had major league and stuff, but also like Field of Dreams and Eight Men Out. 
they just kind of reference it. Right. right. It's not part of the movie. Or yeah. it's Bull Durham and it's minor league or it's League of Their Own. And it has and nothing women's. to do with baseball. Right. It's true. Yeah. So everything it not the professional and, and, and right. most of the sports movies are boxing. Boxing, golf, yeah. racing, and Olympic. Like it's That's it's so interesting crazy. that for as obsessed we are with professional sports, there's a suspension of disbelief that we can't quite do. Well, How good can a can a movie about professional sports? One be? of the biggest problems is they never seem to be able to find people who convincingly play the sport. Yeah, that can act that well right. and play the sport. Watching yeah. Charlie Sheen throw a sixty-five mile an hour fastball and I, that annoyed me back. Like even and I Brendan know Fraser is the scout. Right, oh, <laughs> but like even like Eastbound and Down did this and and made yeah, fun it's, of it, it's, but it's, yeah. like. It, it, Find somebody, pick a sport where you, it's not so obvious that you throw like a girl. Yeah. Like, Give him a few months to try to make yeah, teach just, him how to throw. Why is it, and, and we've talked about this before about just like camaraderie scenes in movies where like, you know, the guys go out and shoot hoops. And we made fun of this in an episode of our web series. But they always pick people who who clearly have never played or, or like just can't convincingly dribble a basketball. Yeah. Like, how is it that there's so many actors that never, like, dribbled a basketball before? Yeah. It is odd that they can't just meet a minimum threshold of talent. Because otherwise it makes sense in just, like, a Gladwell 10,000-hour rule. Like, Ken Marino, I listened to an interview with him where, you know, he's a big guy for an actor. And in high school, he was on football team, basketball team, and drama club. And he decided to do drama, and like he had to tell his football coach, he's like, "Oh, you want to be a faggot, huh?" Really? And he said he never forgot that. He was like, "I'm out. Fuck yeah. this. I'm, yeah. doing, I'm doing comedy." Right, right, right. <laughs> remembering the story. Wow. I, I still remember. Um, but people have to choose. Yeah, because how many people in your drama club were also on any sports? Right. Team? Yeah, yeah. Because you can't divide your time. Do you remember? I don't, did you ever hear this about? So Friday Night Lights, the TV show, because um, they show a fair amount of actual football in mm-hmm. that, or at least in the early seasons. Um, and they, oh, it was actually second hail yeah, Marys. Yeah, it, it was a lot like Casino Royale, where it was they won with a lot of last second hail marys, Always. which was really stupid. Um, but they talked about like what actors, because I mean they were doing real football scenes. Yeah. And um, what was it, Smash Williams or whatever? Mm-hmm. Running back. Yeah. Apparently he was so bad and so uncoordinated really? that he was replaced in like '95. Like they had to always shoot at angles. Yeah. Um, where you could make sure it wasn't his face. I mean, they're doing slow motion. I feel like you could fake it. Yeah. I mean, just, just running, too. Yeah, it's running. <laughs> it's not it's shooting running. a basketball or throwing a baseball where it's a little more right. of a coordination it's that you have catching a football doing. is the hardest thing you'll have to do. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. All right, so moving on to this specific movie of draft day, let me read the synopsis real quick. Um, on the day of the NFL draft, general manager Sonny Weaver oh, Jr., Junior. Jesus. Apparently that comes uh, into that's play. I'm sure it is. Uh, played by Kevin Costner, has the opportunity to save football in Cleveland when he trades for the number one pick. Mm. He must quickly decide what he's willing to sacrifice in pursuit of perfection, as probably other players yeah. or draft picks, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. He must quickly decide what he's willing to sacrifice in pursuit of perfection as the lines between his personal and professional life become blurred on a life-changing day for a few hundred young men with dreams of playing in the NFL. Sponsored by... So did did this movie get made because of Moneyball? Well, that's the thing. This is the kind of the anti-Moneyball in a way. But I mean, to draft a number one player. Yeah, yeah. but but yeah. build your team. Off. Uh, not exactly. Like I mean, I, in the actual football sense, yeah. But with Moneyball, the reason I think that was made into a movie is because, and maybe people outside of who who don't really follow baseball don't have an awareness of this. But Billy Bean was seen as this like 
maverick, you right. know, mm-hmm. not just free thinker, ex-baseball player, but, but like, like good-looking guy oh, yeah. who thinks in a totally different way and all this stuff. So, like, when I heard Brad Pitt was cast for that, I was like, yeah, that's like the whole, right. that's the <laughs> image of Billy Bean. So they just wanted to do the same thing for a football. Well, the thing, the, the reason I had read that it's anti-moneyball is because apparently there is a real, like, machismo, we don't like stats in this in draft oh, seriously? like there's like Kevin Costner has a geek assistant who always has a computer and he's and like he you gotta them. trust your gut nerd yeah. <laughs> so and I mean none of this has ever happened and like Moneyball I know your problem with it maybe a little bit is just that this A's team never was that great Right, I mean, they made it the playoffs a bunch of years. It's, but not, it's even, not like and the it's baseball an amazing. Scenes are, the baseball scene sucked, but it's yeah, not so. even that. Is the in that movie they completely gloss over all of like the the A's had the best pitching staff in baseball that year. They had like a bunch of guys who they had Miguel Tejada, who was one of the best shortstops in yeah. baseball. And they just skipped all of that. And it's like, wait a sec. Scott you Hatterberg. Put Scott Hatterberg <laughs> in first. I swear he's gonna walk. Yeah. Truth is, you really cannot win without insane talent. And right. He's, and he's funny. Right. Scott Hatterberg was funny. Yeah, he was funny. So this has no, uh, based on a real... No. Okay. No. Uh, Moneyball got a 94. Yeah, that's Ooh. stupid. Right. Yeah. There's, that's high. There's your comp. There's a comp. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's a comp. really high. Um, let's dig right in and watch the trailer. This is the draft day Browns fans were waiting for. Sonny, I hope you're listening. You run this team. You're the general manager. You can fix it. Hey, Tom. Hey, Sonny. Sonny, every year someone comes out of this looking like a donkey. Can you hear me? Yeah. Good, because tomorrow I got a feeling it could be you if you don't make this deal. So there's like a 0% chance that he doesn't. it doesn't work out perfectly, right? For the Browns. Right. I don't know how far in the future they're going to go. Like, like, how do we know it's going to work out perfectly? It'll end in a way well, yeah, of course. it goes perfectly for them, right? Right. Yeah, the, I think my favorite part of watching the trailer with you guys was when Dennis Leary appeared on the oh. screen as a Dallas, a Dallas representative. Dallas. Of course. And used to coach all Dallas. three of you went, oh, no. <laughs> Shows his ring to the camera twice. Why don't, why don't you at least just costume. make it the Patriots? Because he talks yeah. with a Boston accent. And, yeah. They've, yeah. and make it some better act. Oh, I can't stand yeah, it. Yeah, it's terrible. Well, the acting is, you know, done by a lot of good people, it seems like. Kevin Costner's the star. Jennifer Garner. What is Garner doing? Well, she doesn't know. What does she doing? Yeah, she's yeah. making a bunch of money, probably. It's um, only a $20 million. Yeah, so she's probably making a mill. Of other note no is uh, Chadwick Boseman, who played <laughs> um, Jackie Robinson in 42. Oh, He's yeah, also playing James Carter. Brown in the James His Brown name biopic. Is Chadwick what? Boseman. It's a great name. Wow. Terry Crews from oh. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, so hopefully he won't play a hilariously sensitive linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chief McBride. Uh, P. Diddy plays an agent. Oh, no. Oh, God. Yes. And uh, <laughs> Arian Foster's in it, um, which actually, he plays like a top draft pick, and I read a review with the interview with the writers, and they were saying that, like he was undrafted, so yeah. that was cool. He played like a hotshot guy. Getting getting courted by fake yeah. teams. Yeah, there aren't that many athlete cameos besides him, but uh, yeah, also Tom Welling from Smallville. So the twenty million dollar budget. So it's first off, it's pretty clear there is no football footage that is not real NFL footage. Right. right. Yeah. Right. So well, they might do like where did they spend stuff? the twenty million then? Getting licensing from NFL. Yeah, I mean this is so. advertising. Yeah, this is free advertising for the yeah. NFL. It looks right. like the entire. But they're probably getting paid. 
With the NFL? Yeah. I bet I for something this clearly you like, think in the, the pocket, NFL, like, I think it's like for it. go ahead. Yeah. 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 Any no, yeah, just use... take the footage. Yeah. Yeah. I've read the script. It sounds like we're not one talk about concussion. So the whole movie <laughs> that the, what they actually filmed probably is all in one or two rooms, it looks like. Right? Well, there's a water park. Yeah, he's at the water, water park. park. He's got to make a big splash at the oh, draft. Oh, they didn't yeah. say that. Unbelievable. It is an hour, 50 minutes. No. Being in this two, just got that's serious. 20 over. That's just 20 over. You had a cap. Serious. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, one thing that is very interesting about it uh, is the director. Yeah. Uh, Ivan Reitman, which is someone that none of us could pick out of a lineup. But he is responsible for almost all of the good movies ever yeah. in history. <laughs> uh, he, Hellboy. I, I'm not going to give you scores for these because a lot of them are when we were kids. But just wait. Your eyes, your eyes are going to light up. All right. He went from Meatballs to Stripes to Ghostbusters. Yeah. So Bill Murray helps. Um, he's, he's attached to Ramus a lot. Yeah. 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 Legal Eagles. Uh, Twins. Yeah. Ghostbuster 2. Ghostbusters 2. Kindergarten Cop. Dave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, Junior. So he's got some Arnold, Jesus. some some yeah, you, attachments to Arnold. How old is this? Have you heard movie? of the sequel to Twins that's coming out? Uh, not a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not a joke, joke about this. Mm-mm. It's triplets. Yeah, and it's Eddie, Mur- Eddie Murphy. Yeah, and two triplets. fat siblings that are clumpy. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's Schwarzenegger and Devito. Schwarzenegger and Devito. Oh, yeah. It's a, it, they find out oh, they have a triplet. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know who's the most off the rocker out of those three actors. It's going to be insane. DeVito, Arnold, and It's going to be insane. We have to do that one. We got them in a set, and then we blew it up. So what's Reitman been doing recently, then? So, yeah, I mean, he then he, well, starting with, you know, yeah. Dave and Kindergarten Cop and Twins, yeah. we can agree, are three of the finer films of uh, humanity. Uh, then we got Father's Day, <laughs> Six Days, Seven Nights, oh. Evolution. That David Duchovny, Sean Scott, Clunker. So now he's in the the aughts, in the oddies, and Mm -hmm. he's uh, got my super ex-girlfriend. That was bad. Um, But then he directed I Love You Man and No Strings Attached. Well, there you go. So this is a lifer. Wait a second. I Love You Man? I love you, he man. Did no strings, strings attached. Those are two solid. So I mean, his scores are all over the place. Yeah, those are all comedies. Yeah, yeah, he started doing some more. Like he produced Up in the Air. The other, the notable thing about Ivan Reitman is that his he, son is Jason yeah, Reitman. Yeah, yeah. So that's the okay. Who has been nominated for three or four? Well, years. so right. I and I read something recently about Jason Reitman, and they were talking about how he was born into a family yeah. that had like ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And he I, wanted to make it on his own terms. I didn't know it was this guy. No, I, yeah, I listened to a podcast with. I'm rhyming today, and they brought him up of like, how do you feel about the nepotism thing with your son? And he's like, it's ridiculous. He, he's every. I've made one call in my life, and that was just to get extra financing for thank you for smoking, and like, he gave me the script for Up in the Air, and I didn't think I could do it, and then eventually we couldn't get the movie made. Jason wrote a script, and it was amazing, and now I've been nominated for an Oscar thanks to my son, because right. yeah. he was the producer. producer of it. Yeah, Jason Reitman is really good. Yeah, yeah Up in the Air, Juno, thank you for smoking. And yeah. then uh, Labor Day came out recently, which was a huge miss, <laughs> apparently. Oh, Labor, what was Day, Labor Day was yeah, Reitman? yeah, Josh, no, yeah, Josh Winslet yeah. and Kate, yeah, uh, and, Kate uh, Winslet, yeah, yeah. I don't know. He he was said yeah, like, the way he talked about it, all. the way his you know his dad talked about it was just like well he was trying to flex all the different muscles you have as a director, like try something different, and people didn't like it, but it was a tough book, tough book to adapt. Did he write it? 
Uh, I don't know. I think so. But yeah, he directed both Ghostbusters, and he was he was attached to do Ghostbusters three, the long rumored Ghostbusters three that Bill Murray refuses to participate in. Well, um, definitely and now, happen. and now that Ramis well, passed man. away, he said he's not going to direct it, yeah. but it'll still get made. Yeah. Oh, well, the Twenty Two Jump Street directors were going to. But do what it. do you mean? Who's going to be in it then? If Murray won't do it, Bill Ackroyd, Murray, Murray said he won't. Ackroyd, and it'd be, it's going to be a new batch, I think. Anyway, yeah. no, but Murray said he wasn't going to do it after reading the script. Right, yeah. and also now with. Rings. Yeah, this There's was no pre. Yeah. He said he read. He was like, he finally was like, oh, yeah, I'll do it. Whatever, yeah, it's good. And right. then he read the script and he said it was shit. Yeah. Dave and Kindergarten Cop and Twins. I'm there. Uh, critically, I don't know how those do, but yeah. probably there's a chance well. for this. Dave, boys. Dave, Dave, Dave was, was great. Dave is fresh. Dave is 94. Yeah. What? Uh, Dave is great. Wow. Yeah, um, man. No, it's good. I think watching I no Twins again might be tough. Yeah, oh, it'd be probably. real tough. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a lot of Devito and a lot of Schwarzenegger. But. Has one of the hottest girls at her prime. Who? Preston. Oh, oh, god! Wow, she's, yeah, she's, she's incredible in that movie. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I think the the only other person kind of worth talking about is Kevin Costner, which yeah. you know is yeah, interesting. It's interesting that if you think of nineteen eighty eight to nineteen ninety one, he was he was the star in my family's. Three favorite movies, I think: Bull Durham, Field of Dreams, and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Right, and, well, and Dances with Wolves. Dances with Wolves, yeah. And he was in The Untouchables before that. Right. He did JFK after that. Waterworld. Tin Cup. Yeah, Postman. And, and then yeah, you got Waterworld. Tin Cup. Postman. Tin, Tin, Cup Tin Cup's good. Yeah, not that one. I'm saying Waterworld's where it goes. You down. got For Love of the Game and yeah. other sports movies. I mean, he's all over the place. Thirteen Days, a uh, very famous Boston accent. And that yeah. one. Three thousand miles to Graceland. Oof. Couldn't pay me to suck enough dicks to see that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait, you want to break that down? Rumor has it. Two separate transactions. Rumor has it. Rumor has it is Back on the, the best 20% movie I've ever seen. 20%? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> and then, yeah, over the last five, ten years, I mean, really nothing. He popped up in Man of Steel. He had a movie just come out. He, yeah, he was in Three Days, Three to, days kill, to Kill. Which was that uh, preview was shit house. Yeah, worse yeah than which it. was trying to like give him like a Liam Neeson like late yeah, career. Taken, yeah, Laconathons. Crazy. Lacan- that's not his name. Costner Sons. Costner Sons. And then uh, Jack Ryan, uh, the new Tom oh, Clancy uh, movies, and so he's been popping up in big projects lately after taking a lot of time off. Which well, he cleaned up the he cleaned up the oil spill. Yeah. So. Mm. But Reitman was saying when he read the script, he he had Costner in mind the entire time. He looks kind of because he was GM. gettable. He's one of Hollywood's. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of Hollywood's most prominent strong silent types. Says his bio. What do you mean silent? What is? Not enough. Like in in Dances with Wolves. Yeah, Dances with <laughs> No one to talk to. Right. Um, are there any we need some movies that you want to comp it up with? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, for love of the game. What's any given Sunday? But like recent, uh, uh, there haven't been that many sports movies. Forty two was seventy eight percent. Gotcha. Yeah, that is surprising. I didn't think it was that. Um, really Invincible yeah. was seventy uh, one. Um, what else do you got? What, what did you guys say? Any given Sunday. Any given Sunday. For love of the game. Any given Sunday is a 50. Yeah. Good. Yeah, that's fair. Oliver Stone, you love him or hate him, right to the number. <laughs> For love of the game is 54. Yeah. 
<laughs> Moneyball was a 94. Blue chips. Blue chips. <laughs> I was just curious. I know they don't. It's only like 20 reviews, that. but like 37. 37? 20 yeah. reviews? Fuck you. <laughs> Why are they going to review a movie from 90, 95? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I had a great time. I've had a great time every time yeah. I've watched Blue Chips. Neon. Yeah. Well, McNulty. Yeah. <laughs> what is the fair? What, what? what is that? <laughs> what a company is that? The Blind Side 66. That's crazy. That was up for Best Picture. And you know what actually might be a nice comp for this? Because there. it's using <laughs> NFL like mythology, but not actually, not based on anything. Well, The Replacements. <laughs> which is weird because that was based on the Redskins of 87. Yeah. And they didn't license it. Right. Um, and that was a 40. Sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, these aren't really low, though. No. No, they're, they too, they're all too high. Except for Blue Chips. <laughs> yeah, that is a bit of a problem. All right, so let's think about this. <laughs> um, here comes here the here gamesmanship. We know it's gonna be great. Also, would no, you? No, no, no. What if? Don't you think Michael Sam being the first gay drafted NFL player is now gonna overshadow? Like, yeah, this I was thinking about that. that should be. That's, that's a way more interesting. interesting. They thought story. about it. They yeah. said they said we actually discussed making one of the players gay, but we thought it'd be too on the nose, as Hollywood right. calls it. I guess just means it's probably because they wanted they're gonna want to make a movie about this guy at some point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's gonna get his own movie. Well, this is 2010. They wrote the script. Right, that too. It's before the yeah. they'd have to revise it. But I mean, they still thought it'd be too like, oh come on. Yeah, yeah I would. Which yeah. is fair. I, I would, would have that reaction. Yeah. But yeah, the NFL draft for this year is interesting to see where an openly yeah. gay player is drafted. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. While you guys are thinking, let's uh, take some time to uh, pay the bills a bit and go to our sponsor. Are you an old philosopher corrupting the youth on various pavilions in ancient Greece? Are you the main character in King Lear? Well, if you are, and you're constantly paranoid that you're going to be killed by drinking hemlock, then give us a call, the Hemlocksmiths. Sign up for our monthly (laughs) subscription, and then from that point on, just send us a sample from every beverage you ever consumed. (laughs) Not sure if your wife is trying to poison you with the liquid of a poisonous plant? Just take that coffee she handed you, put it in a test tube, mail it to our headquarters in Corpus Christi, and our team of biochemists will draw straws to see who gives your drink a sip. If it's not Hemlock, we'll text you and tell you you're good to go. If it is Hemlock, well, the world is just going to be short one biochemist. There are worse things. So so drink up, America, because it's not Hemlock until it is. I was always surprised that they they still make biochemists right. drink it, even though it has they have the skills use an to test it. Right. You could use an animal, too. Yeah. You could use animal. You could use a, a convict. You could well, use... why? What's wrong with convicts? Yeah, I was, thinking, they do that, I was thinking that, too, when I read it. Right. Or I was looking over the shoulder the of the person that wrote it. Yeah. So they, could they it be could... a death row? Right. That, that right, they right. would have them do it. But biochemists, it's tough to... Every time you want to drink something, you have to wait. What? Three, yeah. Four anytime days. some someone, anytime you're not sure about where the liquid came from. Right. Which you're is ninety nine percent. You're saying getting a hot drinking. coffee, sending it out for results, mm-hmm. waiting. I don't know, week. Corpus Christi is not is pretty. Remote. Well, they'll text you. But yeah. But the, yeah, there's no that's return. Problem. There's no return. Do you have to pay for your own FedEx, or do they cover that? No, the Hemlock Smith got you covered. You well, know, then, that's great. How do they make money? This is about saving this, lives, Evan. Okay. Remember how we make our money. So let's not. They're a, they're a non-profit. Well, that's that's nice. 
Yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? Oh, I forgot. Jennifer Garner plays a quote-unquote salary cap genius. No. But what does she she do in the... (laughs) What's her job? She adds... What's <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I, I thought about it. We're under. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like we're above. Yeah. We have too much money <laughs> yeah. we spent. I mean, that, that, a lot of what I've heard is that it's not, you don't have to know a lot about football to like it because oh, it's, not, sure it's, it's not a sports yeah. movie. It's, it's a character piece on a guy during the worst day of his life. No, worst day of his life. All that means is that if you do know a lot about football, you'll hate, you'll hate it. it. Yeah, because yeah. it'll dumb everything down. Yeah. Oh, it's just a matter of how low these two curmudgeons are going. <laughs> you don't think this is going to be good. Do you think no, it's going to be the highest score? No. Right at the host. All right, so what these guys are thinking about right now is what their Rotten Tomato score guess is, and whoever's furthest off is going to have to go see this feature film about an NFL draft day. By his lonesome. Oh my god. This is the Unless worst. they smack it, in which case three of us are gonna have to go. Oh. And oh. we'll never talk again. This is Real <laughs> honest chills that this you is, just gave me. This is the worst punishment we've had in a very long time. Do not smack it. This is not this doesn't involve a lot of people that are good right now. No. No. Uh, even a, an early nineties <laughs> actor with an early nineties director and Jennifer Garner, who I don't even know what you put her peak as, probably ten years ago. Uh, yeah, it was somewhere between thirteen and thirty. Alias thirteen going on thirty, and then like, let's just say that she's pretty. <laughs> I'm so worried about. Let this. us let us have it, Evan. Yeah. Let us have it. I'm, I'm psyched. so worried. All right, first up, Evan Slade. What's oh, your guess? God, I hope I'd slade this one. Um, I'm giving it the Goodell bump. <laughs> Whatever he's in a movie, it gets bumped up real high. Um, I went with 43%. 43% from Evan Slade. Goodell bump and all. Just hoping to be in the middle, but I think gotta, it would be the high end. Gotta say, Travis uh, Nate, what do you got for us? Was, I was real close. Maybe this is just because we were talking about the no. movie. I went with 42. Oh, okay. 42. So Evan wow. is safe. No, we no, don't know. Oh, uh, well. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> no, I mean, he's going to go He's going higher. lowest? He's going to go higher than 43. Oh, you think so? Um, Nathan Nates. So, <laughs> I didn't realize I was playing against a couple defensive backs. A couple safeties. Yeah. You're a real greatest show on turf kind of guy, huh? Just lighten up the scoreboard. Yeah, show, you're you're show going off. to the I'm 80s taking of the, the tents. Stand. Okay. Um, he's going low. Yeah, you're going lower low. than both of you. Yeah. yeah. Travis is safe. Damn it. Oh, I love it. It feels really good. I'm probably going to go see it because this kind of movie is going to have at least a good chunk of the Midwestern guys saying, yeah, man, you got to go see it. It's about draft day. (laughs) Finally, a movie I can review about football. (laughs) All those football critics. (laughs) I'm saying 28%. Wow. I like it. All right. So 35. Nate's at 28 and Travis is safe and Evan is at 43. It's like 35 so is the over under. Yeah. 35 and a half. So if it's if it's 36 and over, Nate sees it. Yeah. 35 and over. Evan right under. Sees it. I don't even know who I'm rooting for. Well, I will read you. I think I want Nate to see it. I yeah, come on. We got to want Nate to see it. <laughs> I will read you the consensus. It's perfectly pleasant for sports buffs and Costner fans. <laughs> but overall, 
Draft Day lives down to its title by relying too heavily on the sort of by-the-numbers storytelling that only a statistician could love. Oh, God. 63! Whoa! Oh, my God. That's so Fresh! Fresh movie! Never doubt Kindergarten Cop. Jesus Christ. Fresh movie. Do any of us... Think Bold. that is a, the real score of this no, movie. No, you'll like it less than that. <laughs> no one had even seen it till it came out. <laughs> you'll like it as much as you guessed. What'd you guess? 28. Yeah, you'll like it that much. Yeah, that's about right. Oh, we should have known. Wow. All those, they're giving every shitty sports movie a 50 to 60. Well, it'll give you plenty of time to get excited for the real draft May 8th with Chris mm-hmm. Berman calling it. Wow. Hey, thanks for listening. We are Cook Street Productions. Uh, you can find more podcasts, our web series under the affluence, and I mean a fresh batch of four, five, six sketches now yeah. in 2014. Uh, you can find them on Funny or Die on the community page or on the front page, uh, Facebook, YouTube, and our website, cookstreetproductions.com. Follow us on Twitter at cook underscore street. Alabama podcast song. I do love my podcast, not the way that I do podcast. That's true.